is Susan. And this is Katie. And this is Portia. And welcome to another episode of She Speaks Stories. And today is going to be a good day. It is going to be amazing. And Portia, even when you were praying right before we came on, Mm -hmm. I know that there are going to be people listening to this story today and they need to hear a fresh word from God and they're about to get a fresh word from God. And you had the privilege, Portia, of um, talking with our guest today. And so I'm going to let you introduce her and then we are going to dive straight in because I do not want to waste one single second. Okay. Okay. I'm super excited. It's going to be so good. So good. (laughs) We got to meet this week and um, I gushed a little bit over our guest who is Jane Marcheski. Um, Some of you might know her as Nightbird and we're going to talk about that more here in a little bit, but Jane is a person you want to know. She lives life with rebellious hope and roaring joy. She has invited the world and subsequently the rest of us into her story of both despair, but also triumph. This is a story that only God could craft. She's a musical artist with an otherworldly voice. Oh my gosh, you guys have to look her up on YouTube or all musical platforms. Released Girl in a Bubble, a single in 2019, which you can find on any place where you stream your music. Please lean in and hear Jane walk us through the last few years of her life, what she's learned and is still learning. Welcome, Nightbird, Miss Jane. We are so glad to have you with us today. (laughs) Yay! Amazing. I wish we were in person. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we I know you guys know <laughs> <laughs> And And Jane, I just know a little bit of your story. And I um, wasn't feeling great today and wasn't even going to come on here. And I'm like, oh, no, okay. I got to get on here. I got to meet Jane um, yeah. because you uh, got diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, yeah I did. I would love to ask you this first question um, for you to kind of describe what you were like BC before cancer. I was just listening to Lisa Turkhurst um, in the She Speaks conference before I came on here. And she was saying so many women have BC and then AD um, before crisis and after devastation. And they said, wow. it's like a, a, a dividing line in their life. And so I want to ask you to talk a little bit about before C, either before cancer, before crisis, and then maybe what that day was like when you got that diagnosis and your life changed totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cancer is one of those things that does divide your life into two, two halves, before and after. Um, before I dealt with cancer. Um, in that moment of my life, I was, uh, very dissatisfied with where I was. I was, uh, in a, in a very serious desert season in my life where, uh, I kind of grew up with big dreams and big hopes for myself, especially just in relation to music. Cause that's always been my big dream. And I feel like God has like planted that in me, but I had come to a place in my life where, Um, I did find a lot of success in music in my college town and a lot of attention, but I came to a moment where I, I was able to see myself for what I was. And I realized I didn't know myself and I didn't like myself, but I was known and liked by everyone else around me. And that's when that was a, like a breaking point for me where I was like, I got to quit. I got to take a break. I can't be in the spotlight anymore because I'm actually not, (laughs) not blessing anybody. And I'm certainly not blessing myself. So 
I had taken a three-year break from making music and it was a time that I had dedicated to the Lord to say, you know, if I, if, uh, if you've called me to this, to be on a platform, to have a voice, I need to take some time and get in this secret place with him and become somebody that's worthy to have a voice in a platform. Mm-hmm. Cause in that moment I wasn't. Mm, and, uh, I had taken three years off and, um, it was kind of symbolic of like death and resurrection. We hear that in the Bible with Jonah in the belly of the well for three days and Lazarus in the, in the tomb for three nights and Jesus in the tomb for three nights. And uh, I was coming to the end of that three-year season and it was in September, 2017. And I was gearing up and I felt like God had healed so much of my heart and, and my purpose was like aligning with his will. Um, and my goals were aligning with his goals really probably for the first time. And I was so ready, so ready to go. And I was like, yes, I did it. I did the testing season. I am ready to roll and take over the world. And that is the moment when I got diagnosed with cancer. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I think I was faced with a choice in that moment um, to decide, you know, what am I going to, what am I going to do with this? Because I had every right to be so angry and so disappointed and so hurt. And I felt so betrayed by God because I thought I had been so faithful with the time, uh, with, with the three years before I had done all of the work, like all of the spiritual work and the cleaning out. And I felt like I was being refined in that time and purified. And I was expecting this reward, this graduation moment. Um, and I didn't get that. Instead, I got this bad news. But as I, as I processed that, I heard from the Lord very clear. I just felt, I felt him asking me to look at him in the face. And in a moment when you feel betrayed by somebody, um, the last thing you want to do is like, look them in the eye. Um, because even if they were going to apologize to you or explain or comfort you, you don't want it from them. Yeah. And that's where I was at. I, I was like, I don't, even if the Lord is going to meet me with comfort, um, I don't want it from him because I feel so betrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had a choice to make and I, I chose to say yes and to, and to, instead of asking God, why is this happening to me? I started asking like, what are you, what are you saying to me? Wow. During this time. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know how many people are in the middle of a devastating situation and that um, perspective change right there is the word they needed to hear right there. Mm -hmm. Because so many times when we're in the middle of devastation, you do not want to get closer to God because you do feel betrayed by him. Right. That's a good Mm -hmm. word. Mm -hmm. And I love, I love the honesty and the vulnerability of that because I know what you mean. You feel shelved like, wait, why, why all of a sudden do you want to put me on a shelf? Lord, I, I want to be out there. I'm ready. I want to work for you. But now this yeah. Why? So I, I, I do get that. Um, what, what was that day like? Did a doctor just call and say, boom? 
Um, I had felt a lump for a long time and, and a doctor had told me that it was uh, nothing to worry about. And uh, it just didn't go away after like, longer than a year. So I went to just check it out again. And uh, doctors were very flustered, but nobody wanted to say anything about it. And so they scheduled a biopsy. And the thing about it is um, even before... Even before I got the phone call with the results of that biopsy, I knew in my heart that it was cancer. I just had that knowing. Mm -hmm. And and I had made a lot of peace with that. Um, And it's wild because I was actually at a conference at church the the week between the biopsy and the results. And at that conference, um, a woman came up to me and she said, I don't know what this means. And it might not make any sense, but I feel like the Lord is saying over you that you'll live and not die. Wow. And, and that was the gemstone that I had carried in my pocket through that entire season. Because even before the doctors had made a diagnosis, even before the doctors had, had said, you know, the word cancer, the Lord Mm. spoke first and said, you will live and you will not die. And that, that was a moment for me that <laughs> that uh, angled me in the right direction through this yeah. entire thing. Yeah, I love I love that so much. I love that um, you were willing to be honest with God, and I appreciate your honesty with us. And listeners, I would like to make the point: no lightning bolt from heaven came rumbling toward mm. Jane when she shared her honesty with God of. How could you let this happen? That's right. That's right. God allowed her to be in that space and gave her the time to transition to, but what, what are you speaking to me? And I think sometimes we hide what we're really feeling from God, or we think we're hiding because hello, he's God. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> yeah. He knows, knows what we're anyway. thinking. He knows it anyway, <laughs> but there's so much freedom and there's so much more that comes when we just take the moment to be real with God of this is where I am and he can handle it because he's God. That's right. I just, I love that so much. Um, You mentioned that in college that you had found some notoriety and people knowing who you were for music. So when did you become Nightbird? Um, Let's see. So I had released a bunch of music uh, under the name Jane Marcheski. Mm -hmm. And uh, during that three year season, of uh, kind of being in a place of hiddenness, um, I was uh, forced to hold on to the hope of what God had spoken about my future. And um, even though there was no signs of that, no physical signs that the things God had spoken about my future with music, there was no signs that those things would come to pass. Nothing nothing physical to hold on to. And I had a dream, the same dream three times in the middle of the night where I woke up and there were birds singing outside at three in the morning. And, and the first two times it was just a dream. The third time I woke up and there was birds outside and I got up and went to my window to check and there they were all in the tree and it was three in the morning and they were singing as if the sun had come up. Mm. And that struck me in such a profound way. And I thought, I want to be like those birds who are singing as if the dawn is here even though it's not here, they are, they know with absolute certainty that it is coming. So we'll sing now in advance. Uh-huh. We won't wait 
for the for the light to come we'll sing now so wow. that that's oh my the goodness. thing that I want to embody yeah I, oh, if you could see, I got goosebumps up and down my I call those Holy Spirit bumps. <laughs> that is beautiful because I saw your, your video and I saw that tagline. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that's about. Gorgeous. Thank Gorgeous. You. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> so that's when I took on the name Nightbird. And I did want to switch gears musically from doing kind of folk to doing pop. So mm-hmm. it, it was appropriate to make a folk like a pop moniker. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually that whole, that series of dreams happened about a month before I got this cancer diagnosis. Okay. So that also became such um, such a, like another little gemstone from the Lord to put in my pocket and carry to say, mm-hmm. like, I am going to rejoice as if the morning is here already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an illicit question, but Jane, have you read Heinz feet on high places? Yes. I because actually keep, read it. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, because you've referenced that was a gemstone that God has given me to hold on to. And I went, only people who have read that book use that analogy. <laughs> use that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I just read it recently for the first time. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a beautiful book. Uh, Hind's Feet on High Places. I can't think of the author right now. Do you know it? I was going to say Hannah, Hannah Whittle. Hannah. Hannah. Hernard. Hernard. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's an amazing story. I've read it and then I've also listened to it on Audible. Both amazing experiences. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I love it. Well, Jane, I'm, I'm so curious to ask you this question because um, it's funny how the beginning of our cancers, mine and yours, was kind of the same. God didn't tell me that I had cancer, but he told Susan. Susan, do you remember wow. that? You knew mm-hmm. like two weeks yeah. going in yeah. that it, I was going to get a cancer diagnosis. I was still wow. just like, Teh. Probably nothing, you know, but Susan knew. And we were together at a conference, a church conference. Yeah, we were at Andy Stanley's uh, church, North Point. Yeah. But at the very beginning, Jane, and this is why I want to ask you this question. At the very beginning, I said to Susan, hey, it's no accident we're together. It's no accident we're doing this podcast together And we're featuring stories of women who are going through hard times, devastating news, but they come through victorious because of Jesus. And I said, so now it's just my turn. And I was kind of excited even naively because really, I had no clue what I was really going to be facing. But at that moment, we made a decision. We're going to make this journey public through the podcast Mm -hmm. so my question to you you did you made your cancer journey very public can you can you just tell us how you walked that out how that felt what you did yeah well I uh you know, I wasn't planning on I I never intended to make it so public but when I uh, got diagnosed with cancer the first time and that this was back in 2017 and we haven't actually even gotten into the second diagnosis yet, which has been nuts. But um, I, I don't know. I just felt like the Lord asked me to post on Instagram every day, just kind of simply, I just like felt it. I felt like he was like post every day. And so I did. Um, And I, I didn't really understand why or didn't think that I would become some kind of like cancer hero (laughs) on Instagram, but um, it, 
I'm naturally a very open, open-handed person with uh, my story. I'm just like, I'm, I, I don't mind letting people in because mm-hmm. I feel like that's such, you know what, the, like the way the devil works, he makes us think we're the only person that feels this way. Yeah. makes us feel like we're the only, but the only person that has doubts or struggles or feels insecure or, or whatever. And and for me to open up this door and let the light in on my traumatic experience gives everyone else the permission to open up their own door and let the light in too. And it felt like taking such power in my hands and to say like, this is not the story that I wanted. Um, this story is not beautiful right now, but the least that I can do is give other people permission to show their stories that aren't beautiful yet. Amen. And, and that's why I did it. Amen. So that's basically what you did was just kind of post a update every day on Instagram kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because I was obedient to the Lord and, and like gave him my attention during that cancer season, mm-hmm. there were so many beautiful things that I learned. Um, yeah, so many things yeah. that I, that I saw and understood in ways that I never would have seen or understood mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And I just shared those little things that uh, those little things that the Lord was teaching me. And it was, I mean, it was so beautiful. And, and like, God doesn't waste our pain. We've all heard that. Right. Before. He, doesn't, he right. doesn't waste a single thing. And, and I was like, you know what? Like cancer is not what I wanted, but I'm going to like ring out every drop of good mm. that is in here. And it might wow. not be that much, but I'm going to keep on ringing out and ringing it out. And, and God is so amazing that he can make even cancer good. Somehow. Mm. Amen. Right. You know? Amen. Like, even cancer was good for me. Because yeah, I op- because I walk in the opposite kingdom of of oh, God. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I get that so much, Jane, and it sounds so ridiculous. Yeah. To 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 it, the regular ear, like no, never. You never would say that cancer can bring good, but it can. Well, you know what I, I mean, my thought is, um, seeing Katie before cancer and Katie after cancer, um, before cancer, she really loved Jesus. She really loved him. And everyone that was with her knew she loved him. I'm not going to cry. Hold on. You're allowed. But after cancer, it's not just that she loves Jesus. It's that you can tell she's been with Jesus. Wow. And she's been with him in a different way. And there's like this glow that happens because she has seen him in the thin space. She's seen him in a space that not everyone's allowed to go because they don't have to go there. And she's been there. So there's this thin little space where there's an intimacy that only devastation can bring. Yeah. And it's like, she's allowed into that spot. Yeah. And for you, Jane, when I watched you on Instagram, it's like you've, you've been in that thin space and you glow in a different way. And um, I didn't realize until just now that you had cancer previously and now you've had it again. I didn't realize yeah. there was two different kind of stories here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, did this one surprise you or did you know you were getting sick again? Well, uh, so what I kind of just described was the first time and that happened mm-hmm. in 2017. 
Um, the second time I was starting to feel sick, this was in the fall. Um, and, uh, <laughs> this whole thing might be a super shock if you don't, if you haven't like seen it on Instagram, but, um, so on new year's Eve, um, I got some other scan results. I had gone into the doctor because I was feeling all kinds of weird symptoms, kind of losing weight, feeling really tired, uh, nauseous, just random things. And it didn't seem like cancer, but I went to get it checked out just in case. I got the scan results back on New Year's Eve and it uh, was much worse than before. The doctor, it was 11 pages uh, Mm -hmm. detailing all of the tumors that were in my body. And basically the scan said, there are too many tumors for us to count. Um, and, uh, three to six months to live. Uh, they were in several different systems of my body, lungs, liver, ribs, spine, lymph nodes. And, uh, doctors kind of said, you know, there's not really much that we can do at this point. You're going to die of cancer. We may be able to extend your life by a couple of years, but you'll be sick for those years because you'll be in Mm -hmm. treatment. And so I was handed that on, on New Year's Eve and, uh, wow. Right. That was, Oh my goodness. How long between being healed from the first session of cancer? How many Uh, months did you have cancer free and then boom? About 15 months probably. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Jane. I, oh my. Yeah. And then, well, during that, during that, during that time, my husband and I were having a really difficult time in our marriage. And two weeks after I got that diagnosis, he pieced out. Um, and so then I was also going through a divorce and had some really hard, big decisions to make. Oh, honey. Oh, yeah. honey. Oh, I can't I even. I think that, I mean, you got to pause there for a hot second because that is a lot for you to be walking through how old are you that is terrible I know that's tacky ask how old are yeah, you? yeah I'm 29 that's what I thought okay so you're 29 years old you've just been told you have three to six months to live possibly being sick that entire time to try mm-hmm. to extend your life and your marriage is breaking up that is that is a lot yeah. one of those things would be a lot Amen. all of Amen. those things Okay, so then you, this was New Year's Eve, so we're saying January 2020, and now you are sitting here literally in front of us healed. What (laughs) a gorgeous! (laughs) Listeners, you can't see her. We can. She's dead gorgeous. gorgeous. (laughs) It's the best eyebrows I've ever seen. Can I just say? Every time I look at her pictures, I'm like, can I please figure out how to do my eyebrows? But. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, I digress. It's always hair or eyebrows that we're talking about. Hair, this. We have to I know, about. always. But I mean, I'm not, ex- I mean, you don't have to go month by month, but that is miraculous in and of itself. Yeah. But in a six month period of time, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've taken seven laps around the planet in, the- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whoa, yeah. dang, that's, yes. Oh my gosh. But I, Every time I just, every time this story is recounted and rehashed, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I just like laugh with complete joy and surprise at what wow. the Lord has done with such a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, because six months ago, I was deathbed sick, 
Think mm-hmm. about think about three to six months to live. That's like mm-hmm. 12 Fridays left to live. Oh if you think God. about wow. that. Wow. Right? And uh, I was 80 pounds. I could not lay down to sleep because I couldn't breathe laying down. Um, I, I couldn't eat. I couldn't stand up in the shower. If, if I had to walk more than 50 yards, I needed a wheelchair. I was dying. And my doctors told me, you are dying. And uh, if you could see me now, I, I mean, there is not one single tumor left in my body. Amen. There's no abnormal cell activity in my body. I don't have any remaining side effects from any of the treatment that I was on. Oh I weigh my, my normal 110. I learned how to surf last week. <laughs> I, you know, like I'm living it up. Like God wow. has restored everything. And I'm not just talking about my body. Like I came to an alternative treatment center and I did mm. a million treatments that were not approved by the FDA. And, <laughs> <laughs> and here I am six months later, completely cancer-free, not a single tumor. And that's a miracle because even at yeah. this alternative clinic, they don't see results like that. Yeah. It was from the, from the moment that I started the treatment to when I was declared cancer-free was four months. Wow. That is a miracle. That, yeah. that is a yes. miracle. It's a certified, wow. it's a certified, it's a certifiable. Miracle. Praise God. Well, I mean, we talked about rebellious hope and in addition to, okay, so maybe my treatments weren't FDA approved, but rebellious hope. I'm going to go after it anyway. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, and you know what? I grew up this way as kind of a, like a stubborn and rebellious little kid, mm-hmm. kind of like, I'm, you know, I think for myself, I do what I want. And, mm-hmm. and like, <laughs> that is something that I've carried with me in this season to say like, mm-hmm. you know what? I heard at the beginning of the beginning of the beginning of this before mm-hmm. cancer happened the first time that mm-hmm. I would live and not die. And God yes. has given me dreams over my life from the, from the time that I was six years old, places mm-hmm. that my feet would stand and crowds that my mouth would sing for. Mm-hmm. And God is not a liar. Yes. He is not a liar. Amen. He's not a man that he would lie. So Amen. yes, I do have this 11 page scan <laughs> mm-hmm. that says that I'm dying. And yes, I do understand that there's tumors in my body suffocating me to death, mm-hmm. but God does not lie. Amen. And he would not have told me these things would come to pass if they were not going to come to pass. So I just mm-hmm. said like, thank you, but no, thank you, doctor. I do mm-hmm. not believe you. There is an answer. There is a way and I will live. And that was it. That was, that was, I put my foot down and said, I, you know what? I, I will live. It doesn't matter what, (laughs) it doesn't matter what you say. I'm going to live. Right. Jane, I love that. (laughs) You are my new hero and my inspiration. It's so true. And I mean that because Mm -hmm. I, after 18 months of these treatments and I'm worn out, I'm sick of it. I'm almost done. And then I do hear stories all the time of the cancer yeah. coming back. And I'm like, Lord, okay, I get the suffering. And Susan, I love the way you so beautifully worded um, the new intimacy that I mm-hmm. found with Christ. So I'm not griping about this yeah. season. I really did learn what it means that he is with you, mm-hmm. which I kind of got it head knowledge prior mm-hmm. to cancer, but mm-hmm. during the cancer season, I'm like experiential knowledge. I get that now. However, I'm like, Lord, I, I can't face it again. Yeah. 
I don't think I can face it again. I really don't. I would choose maybe even to die than go through all this chemotherapy again and all the just sick. Mm-hmm. But listening to you, okay, Katie, if it comes back, God's got a plan mm-hmm. and he can beat it. Unless, I mean, unless his plan would be to take yeah. me home and yeah. then praise him too, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. to die is gain. And yet the hope of more years, because I'm like, Lord, mm-hmm. I just really want more years to do yeah. what I feel like you've called me to do. Yeah. Wait, I don't mean to get off base, but. Well, you know what I love that Jane said? I love that she said, um, before the doctor spoke, God spoke. Yes. And I feel like any Man. kind of burden that somebody that's listening to this is carrying right now that we mm-hmm. need to remind ourselves before the doctors speak, before the financial advisors speak, before the marriage counselor speaks, before yeah. whatever is going on, God has spoken and God mm-hmm. has given us promises. And yeah. he is not a promise failure. He always keeps those promises. Yeah. And I think um, that woman that came to Jane and said what she said about that you will live and not die that was just God again speaking. I mean, yeah. a good word. And I just, yeah, that's powerful. I just, it, it gives me a reminder that God has spoken over our tragedies and we've got to Man. remember what he has said over our tragedies. Yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't want tragedy for us. He turns things to good for us always. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's, that there was a moment when I was in the hospital around the time that all this was going down in the diagnosis and I was drugged up pretty bad on like a bunch of painkillers. Cause I was dealing with a lot of the tumors had cracked my spine. And so oh my I was God. dealing with a lot of back pain and I was in con- like, as you can imagine in the beginning of this process, when I got the news and then ma- marriage ended, I was zoned out. I was just completely vegetative, completely Mm. in shock. And I was almost like in tears glazed over all the time for probably like Mm. three weeks to a month. And there was a moment in the hospital where I was being moved from one bed to another and they were kind of like moving me. Um, and I was crying and I, there's like these moments when you hear from the Lord and you hear words, Mm -hmm. sometimes you hear God and you feel a feeling or you have a sense about something. Sometimes Mm -hmm. when you hear God, you hear a full sentence. He said, every day of yours was written in my book before one of them came to me. And, and, and I just felt he was saying, he was saying, I knew this day was coming and I'm here. Mm -hmm. And the days Mm -hmm. that I have promised to you in the future they're coming to, and I have written every one of them. Every one of them is written in my book. And that was such a tender, such a tender moment mm-hmm. for me. That's so mm-hmm. good. I love that you said that because I literally was just thinking of that verse when I was really? talking about like, okay, if mine comes back, you know, blah, blah, blah. It reminding myself, your, your days are numbered before you even had one. Yeah. yeah. So Okay, he knows. That's yeah. Right. yeah. But but the tenderness. Yes. The tenderness that yeah. he can speak when everything else is stripped away from you. Yes. Everything else and you it is you and your pain and mm-hmm. your dilemma and then he can speak so beautifully and loudly into your spirit. Can he I re- wow. I remember a, a time when I was getting ready to go 
back into the chemo to get the, you know, intravenous. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I cannot go in there and willingly put my body out there to get this poison poured in. God, I can't. And he didn't say, I liked what you said earlier. There was no apology. There was no, oh, honey, this, there was no explanation. There was no, he simply said, I am with you. Mm -hmm. That's it. I am with you. But that was enough because it was him. It was like, are you kidding me? Jesus is with me. He's in this. He's for me. He's with me. And it, it changes everything, doesn't it, Jane? Did wow. So was that a turning point for you when you heard that sentence in your mind? That's great. Yeah. I mean, well, that wasn't the big turning point. I had a very big turning point probably a couple weeks later. And I had a conversation with uh, a friend who also was diagnosed with cancer and given three months to live. And he said, um, he said, you have to... <laughs> This was, this was kind of the biggest moment for me. He said, you have to forgive and you have to let go of your anger or you will die. And you have to, uh, you have to believe that God is going to heal you or you'll die. You have the only way that you'll get through at this point is, is on faith because there's nothing else to go, to go by. And, uh, clearly I had a lot to be angry about. Um, but he gave me a really, really serious sit down talk and said, if you carry anger forward and fear, um, you'll die from it. Mm. My goodness. Was he talking about forgiving God or forgiving your husband or forgiving yourself or all, all All of it? Yeah. 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 There there's, Oh, there's so much good you know, science behind it, but it's also very biblical and spiritual that, uh, when we hold on to unforgiveness and anger, um, and when we can't forgive ourselves for the past, then it, it actually eats up our body and our body can't, our body can't heal. So that's the bigger miracle that God did. So yes, God healed me of cancer in four months (laughs) in and out the door, drive through speed. Right. Right. But the bigger miracle is the miracle that happened in my spirit that yeah. I'm able to walk through all of these tragedies, everything that's so unfair. And I'm able to walk through it with like a joy and peace and yeah. I'm not angry yeah. and I'm not like fuming at right. everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't carry any resentment towards what, towards my ex-husband mm-hmm. and I'm not like wishing evil on him, mm-hmm. but, but like, I truly am walking free from the chains of that yeah. trauma. That's the bigger miracle. Amen. That's amazing. Yeah. Amen. That's, that's the power of the gospel. If I ever heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Because I think sometimes we just think, Oh, the gospel, it means I get to go to heaven. Yes. That is part of it. But it's also that we are freed from the anger and the pain and the resentment, because that's what he came to do to set the captives free Mm. and to release the oppressed. Yeah. And that that is available to every single human being on the planet. Yeah. No matter what their diagnosis is, no matter, like Susan would say, their financial state, their marriage state. He's not promising, okay, I'm going to make your husband love you and stay with you. That's not the promise. Mm -hmm. The promise is I am with you and I am doing a great thing in your soul. That's the promise. He doesn't promise all of us will be healed from cancer, but he does right. promise all of us, I yeah. will heal the bitterness, the fear, the unforgiveness. Yes. I will, yeah. 
I will be with you and what more really in a way I asked myself, Katie, what, what more do you want? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. That intimacy? Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, and I do think too, like when I look at John 10, 10, and it talks about that he's come to give us an abundant life. So many times people think it's an abundance of stuff or an abundance right. of a uh, big house or a big lifestyle or whatever, but really it's an abundance of him. And that yes. he's going to give us an abundance yeah. of him. And Jane, when I look at you, you exude an abundance of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I think too, um, he's, he's so clearly not done with you. plans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the first day of my life. Yeah. I mean, just to keep pointing people to Jesus and my heavens. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so lovely. And also, um, I think about, uh, I'm a middle of the night waker upper lately, <laughs> especially in COVID. If that's I'm a, a term. It's, yeah, yeah. it's all one hyphenated word, middle of the night waker upper. And, um, so when you were telling your story about Nightbird, um, it was, it was speaking to me because I think when we are, whether we're burdened with something or whether God's waking us up, um, for something, um, it reminds me of when, uh, what the psalmist says about how, um, we, um, are in the night watches sometimes and that mm-hmm. we remember him on our bed, um, because, um, it's the middle of the night and we're in the night watches and that he is our only help sometimes. Yeah. And, um, you guys, if you're listening to this, you need to go listen to her music. Yeah. <laughs> you just need to, I'm, for the last three days, Portia and Katie and I keep texting each other about it. It's so good. And so, Jane, I want you to explain a little bit about, uh, Portia wrote this question, and I'm just going to read it because I just like the way it's worded. Jane and music, how do they play together? Like, <laughs> it's so good. I, my son is 23, and I immediately, like, sent him some of your... Um, Instagrams where you're singing because it's just so oh man good. it's so good okay so tell us tell us about you and music uh well I grew up making music I grew up in a very musical family but I think I learned that language for myself instead when I was maybe like 20 and okay. I realized the the power that it is um to to comfort to heal to speak mm-hmm. truth um, and to give other people permission to, um, like go on the hard journey that you're going on. And when I came through this season, I started writing the songs that I needed to hear for myself. Mm. And I was, I almost, uh, you know, in, in my past with music, I, I've been writing the songs that I feel like other people need. I sing songs for other people. And during this season, I sang s- songs for myself mm. and, um, uh, so the stuff that's coming out of me is just like, it's been so healing, even the sound of my own voice, making something beautiful out of a story that's not beautiful has been so, so healing for me. Oh, I love that. I love, I love that. that. It's so good. Uh, we were talking before we got on, Jane, about it's a post that you did uh, recently. When listeners hear this, you want to go back in Jane's feed to the end of July and you want to look on the clip where she's singing a song from Hamilton. Yes. Um, yes. Look around. Oh my goodness, friend. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> oh I love Hamilton friend. and now I love you. So I know, like, so I'm, 
I click on it and I wasn't prepared for the emotion. It'll mess you up <laughs> in the best of ways. Oh man, I was like, I will never hear that song the same ever again. <laughs> yeah, it hit me in a really special way. Yeah. Uh, that's so good that's the only song um i've heard you sing was um the girl in a bubble yeah that that video and this isn't even one of our questions but i'm sorry i have to ask it because that (laughs) video oh my goodness i I was telling susan and portia i'm not a very deep person i'm not very artistic and i oftentimes you know messages go over my head i'm like what wait, what, what does that mean? But that video was done so well and so beautifully that by the end of it, I'm like, I get it. Somebody mm-hmm. like me, this is simple, <laughs> but I got it in such a powerful way above and beyond words. And mm-hmm. I know that what art and music, you know, is to get a message across without necessarily having to, you know, just explain it. Um, can you talk a little bit about that video and that song? Sure. Yeah. I wrote this song, Girl in a Bubble, about my experience with cancer. And that song came out right after I healed from cancer the first time. Mm -hmm. And I felt, and I'm sure you totally understand this, but I felt like like there was one thing in the world that didn't belong and it was me. Everyone Mm -hmm. else was well. Everybody else was, you know, going about their business. But there was me trapped in this body that, and I'm the only one in here. Everybody else seemed like they were together, but I was the one that was in this like white, ambiguous, endless space. And it was just me in there. And uh, people could see me, but they couldn't touch me. Um, And uh, the video, I wanted to, I wanted to show the, the difference between the way things look on the outside and the way that we feel on the inside. Mm -hmm. So in the video, you see two different versions of me and one of them is in this white space and she looks a little tired and uh, a little out of it. And she's watching this other version of herself on the television. And uh, this other version of herself is kind of representing like what people show on the outside. It's colorful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It's colorful. It's bright. It's upbeat. Um, but inside I'm in this white endless space and I feel so disconnected. And so you kind of see uh, in the video, Jane from the white space comes out and she's kind of like walking as a ghost at this party mm-hmm. where she's uh, kind of like, almost like confronting her outer self. Mm-hmm. And they come to a moment where they touch hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you see in the end of the video, everybody is in their own white space somewhere mm. watching the external version of themselves interact in the world. And I wanted to I wanted to to show how all of us feel alone sometimes, but the one thing we're not alone in is feeling alone sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and I, right. somehow I absorbed that message so beautifully. Mm, so, good. so poignantly listeners so good. Google that. I found it. If I can find it, you can find it. Just Google. <laughs> Jane, maybe you can say exactly how they find it. I had yeah, to yeah. Around. Well, my artist name is Nightbird with an mm-hmm. E on the end. Yeah. And if you just Google that, it, my YouTube should come up, and it's the yeah. it's the main video on my YouTube. Yeah, it is. Or Nightbird do, Nightbird dot co. It is there as well. Okay. And we'll make sure everything about Jane is in our show notes. So you'll know how to connect with her and 
um, be able to find her on the socials as well as her videos. Um, Jane, we ask all of our guests this one last question is if you could leave us with one idea or statement, uh, what would it be? Mm. My, my one statement is the, is the advice that made me live during this last mm. cancer season. Mm. And I have all these stories of God speaking to me and I hope I don't sound crazy to some listeners, but, um, I do believe that God talks. Yes. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I was laying in bed before I got this cancer diagnosis the second time and I was sick and I asked God, what is going on? Is this cancer? Tell me what's going on. And I heard him, I heard him in a sentence, which doesn't often happen. He said, teach your heart to hope and your body will follow. Wow. Oh my goodness. And again, he spoke before the doctor spoke. I didn't know that it was cancer and he didn't tell me that it was cancer in that moment, but he told me exactly what I needed to hear to get through. And he told me, if you can, if you can teach your heart to hope, your body is going to, is going to come into alignment with what your spirit is telling it to do. Um, And so to anybody that's listening, that is going through a scenario that looks really, really bad. um, Step one, teach your heart to hope. That's, that's the first step. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's so much scriptural principle, of course, because it's God who's saying it, um, what we think on what we, um, the things that we're to resist, the things that we're to hold on to man alive. I mean, I, as I'm saying out loud, what God said, it's full of scriptural principle, of course, because scripture is (laughs) his literal word, but I just, I love his faithfulness. Yeah. And I love the fact, not only do you know that God speaks, you're listening for him to speak. Because yeah. sometimes you're like, oh yeah, God speaks to people, but we don't ever still ourselves long enough yeah. to hear his voice. Mm-hmm. And um, you've, it is apparent that you have trained your heart and your spirit to hear mm-hmm. from your heavenly father. And, um, and sometimes I think people think that means, okay, so tomorrow I'm going to get up at 4.30 in the morning and I'm going to sit and I'm going to listen. And I actually think it's more in gathering the moments when you have those still moments. If you're a mom, there are moments when your house is quiet. I know they're rare, but in those moments when your house is quiet, there's also a space that I've referenced. This is more so when my kids were babies, when everybody would cry at the same time. Internally, I would go to this space where I couldn't really interact with you. I could make sure everybody was safe. I could make sure that what was ever on the uh, the, the stove wasn't going to burn, but I couldn't interact with you, but I can interact with the Lord. Just Mm. like this, this space inside of God, I don't know what to do. This is overwhelming, but I know that you're here with me and without fail. Yeah. God, it was, it it was simple of, I am with you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Here's something else that I feel like is important to tack on. Um, A lot of times we don't, um, we complain to God, but we don't ask him anything. Wow. Um, so I think um, we, need to, we need to ask God questions as if we expect that he would answer. Like yeah. I laid in my bed and I just said, what's going on? I, and, and I got an answer. And if we ask him questions, then he will answer and uh, it does take a little bit of training sometimes to understand what his voice sounds like and if it's just in your head or not. That right. takes some practice and some diligence. Mm-hmm. But if you put in the work, then you'll have conversations with God like you would not even believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I love that. I love Amen. that. What a great encouragement. 
God wants to talk to us. Yeah. God wants to talk to you listeners. Um, one of the things that we prayed about this particular episode, um, and I think Jane, we talked about it a couple days ago, is that I believe that there are listeners that are listening right now and there are light bulbs that are going on in your heart and your spirit and you're recognizing that God is here with me. Amen. God does want to speak to you and your circumstances do not dictate the sovereignty and the awesomeness and the bigness of God. I'm not diminishing your circumstances, but I am saying that God is bigger. That's right. Mm-hmm. That he is here. And I believe yeah. that hearing Jane's story today is confirming for some yeah. first realization for others yeah. of what God could pop. Would you dare to believe that God would show up for Amen. you? Yeah. And mm. would you believe that he is not punishing you. Wow. That's good, um, Because what That's I huge. heard you say, Jane, and I, I struggled with this too at the very beginning. At the very beginning, when you got cancer, you said, Are you kidding me? I just came out of a three year period where I did the hard soul yeah, work, the heavy lifting. The heavy lifting. I'm, I'm, I've done all this yeah. and I'm ready now. And now I get this. Yeah. You know what that so reminded me of? Um, the, the gal who does the ministry called Suffer Strong, mm-hmm. and, and the whole thing is about hope, and she had a brain aneurysm that exploded. You guys know mm-hmm. who I'm talking about? I can't think of her name. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, amazing ministry, and she's, you know, will never walk again in her speech and her face and everything, but um, someone came up to her at a conference and said... Catherine Wolf. Catherine Wolf, thank you so much. Yeah. Amazing. I don't know if you've ever heard her, um, Jane. Uh, amazing. Because their whole ministry is based on hope. And um, she speaks all over now from, from her wheelchair, but powerful. But anyway, the point is, this woman said to her, of all people, I'm not surprised at all that God gave you a trial like this. And at first she was kind of, not really mm-hmm. offended, but kind of like, what? Right. What? Mm-hmm. Like, I deserve a trial like this? But the lady went on to say, God had great things in store for you. He trusted mm-hmm. you enough wow. Wow. with this serious, life-changing, mm-hmm. absolutely 100% life-changing, because yeah. all their plans were completely, obviously, out the window. Um, and she kept dwelling on that. And so when you said that, I thought, yeah, you spent three years with all that work. And then he trusted you to allow, mm-hmm. not that he sent it on you. I, yeah. I right. never think, I don't think he looked at Catherine Whiff and go, hmm, I think I'll dream up a brain aneurysm for you, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but he knew it was coming down the pike mm-hmm. and, um, and he knew that cancer was coming down the pike for you, but you were spiritually ready. Yes. There's, times and seasons where we're wrestling and doubting because we're human um so listeners if any of you are in that kind of doubting like what did I do wrong god that I deserve this why are you mad at me you know that's human we're gonna maybe have those questions and those doubts but can you turn it and say god loves me so much maybe he's trusting me with something serious uh so good yeah. For down the road. I don't know. I see One that in that, you. Oh, thank you. One thing that I know I keep tacking stuff on, but um, one thing that that has stuck with me 
is the story of Mary. She's called blessed and highly favored. She's like the most favored of all women, right? She Mm -hmm. is the one that gets picked. But, and and we all think like, oh, I want to be favored by God. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want to be, be chosen. But if you think about what Mary's story was, she's That's like right. knocked up at 13 and can't explain why. And, uh, you know, and then like <laughs> she has to be nine months pregnant on a donkey, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. and then she gives birth in a barn and then yeah. she has to flee because somebody's trying to kill her baby. Yeah. Like that doesn't seem like favor. Yeah, but right. she was yeah. favored. So sometimes favor doesn't look, it doesn't come in the form wow. that we think. We think yeah. if God favors me, then yeah. I'm going to, you know, be famous or have a beautiful house or, yeah. or get married to the perfect man or whatever. Yeah. But the favor of God doesn't look like what we think. And in the, right. in the end, of course, Mary's story was beautiful and it mm-hmm. was worth every, every bit of pain and struggle That's that right. she endured. That's right. But if you, if you think that being favored by God means that your life is going to be easy and beautiful Mm-mm. and perfect, Mm-mm. you no, are right. not thinking correctly. That's right. God's favor does not always look like that. That's Amen. Right. Well said. Oh, oh well so said, Jane. Well mm-hmm. said. And Mary's response was, um, I am your handmaiden. Wow. Be it done unto me as yeah. you will. Yeah. Could yeah. we simply just relax and say that? Okay, mm-hmm. God, you know what? I'm your handmaiden. I don't want this cancer. I hate yeah. this cancer. Yeah. But be, be it done unto me. Um, yeah. Oh. Well, um, I have a, I don't know. I feel like I just need to share this really quick because I feel like there's maybe a couple of people having some questions about it. <laughs> so I feel like I need to say this really quickly is, um, Sometimes the best ways that we hear from God, um, not sometimes, always, the best way that we're able to hear from God is because of how faithful his word is to our hearts. Yes. And I think um, so many times that I'm in the middle of a dark season, he will unearth scripture that Mm -hmm. I haven't thought about since childhood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he will bring those up to my mind. And the reason I know that that is his voice to me in that moment is because I am not thinking about that. <laughs> like I, right. there's, there's nothing about me thinking about <laughs> this random verse that he is bringing up to me. And sometimes it will happen so much that I'll have to go and Google what in the world, what, what is this scripture that he's ta- that I'm hearing right now that I'm, mm-hmm. and, and for some of you, it's not going to be audible. It's going right, to be right. this, this yeah. movement in your soul that you know that he is trying to tell you something. Right. So here's, here's what my encouragement is. The more we know God's word, the more we know the heartbeat of God. Yeah. The yes. more we know how he wants us to live, the more he wants us to know his promises for us and his, his nearness to us. And so reading his word is not just this time of, I need to check a box for some quiet time. It really is in the good times and in the crisis times, Mm -hmm. his way that he meets with us. Now, this is the part that I didn't want to sound like a commercial, but I am going to say it because I really feel like we're supposed to be saying this. Katie is leading this course called Know Your Bible. Mm -hmm. It's coming up um, and like not this semester, but the next next season it's coming up. Of course, my dog's going to want to cry right now because my husband just left the house. Can you hear her? She's totally crying. Like, anyway, um, so in that, she's going to be leading Know Your Bible. Let me tell you what I love about this 
is that it's like an inside glimpse of God's love for you. Yeah. You know, from beginning to end, his love for you, you will understand better stories like Jane's. You will understand Mm -hmm. better stories like Katie's. You will understand better anyone that's in crisis and is leaning desperately on God because you are knowing what his Bible says about who you are and who he wants you to be in him. I'm now mm-hmm. starting to preach and I'm not meaning to. I'm just saying that course, if you are wanting to know more about how to hear from God and you're wanting to know about what God says about you and who you are and who you belong to, you need to take that class from Katie and just go to our website and look at it. That's so not meant to be a commercial. But I am, <laughs> I am so serious when I say it's absolutely imperative that we cling to the words of Jesus, because everything that Jane is talking about, mm-hmm. right? Just you can feel the scripture that is over all the words. Yes. She's saying. yes. Because that his scripture Amen. is, it's just life. It is yes. life to us. Yes. And yes. it's like she said, his favor doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense because right. he, he adores us more than his next breath of air. Anyway. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm completely random so at this moment. So <laughs> <laughs> My dog completely sidelined me there for a second. <laughs> but Dana, Jane, you're hey, a gift. man. Thanks so much. Thanks oh. for being with us. This was so good and so refreshing. You guys are powerful. I'm well, I'm telling you this, when we're allowed to do lives again, yes. we are doing a live with you. Oh my yes. God. We are, yes. We need to come and lead worship with us. We need to do a live because we we have these live events that we do and we tell stories all night about God and how he's the yeah. hero of all the stories. And God meets with us in these beautiful ways and we need you at our next one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we would love that so, so that much. That would be oh so goodness. fun. Oh it my would, goodness. Yeah. Nightbird so in the house. I know. And who knows? Who knows? We might even fly out to California. That's true. Come to, come to Long Beach. <laughs> How much fun would that be? That would be <laughs> so be good. Fun. I mean, not right now, it's a red state. Katie's <laughs> <laughs> big on these COVID states. I'm big on the red states. I got kids in all these different states and grandkids, and I'm always trying to figure out who's red, who's who's open. Well, the first time that you said that to Jane when we before we logged on, and you were like, Jane, you're a part of a red state. Do you know immediately I was like, why is she talking about politics right now? Yeah, and I was like, and then I realized, oh, she means COVID. Oh, you guys, I'm so sorry. It's okay. We clarified it right now. We just clarified, listeners. Red state means a COVID-heavy state. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so ignorant about politics. Oh, so I never in a million years. I just had a yeah. I just had the thought like California is blue. I know. But, okay. Right. <laughs> I met with the COVID thing. You know, <laughs> isn't, so funny. isn't it called red if you're COVID high? Yes. You're COVID yeah. Yeah. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Sorry, people. We don't really we talk about so politics. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, Jay, God thank you us. for being with us. You are a gem, gem, gem. Oh, this has been amazing. I hope we talk again. We will. Yes. Go on so all those hashtags or websites or whatever yep, they're in our show notes and look at Jane's music and yes, yes. and share video. this episode with a friend you can easily go to your uh, podcast provider that you're using and you can text this episode right to a friend do it because she's amazing and God is amazing in her so that's so good all right Money. listeners we love y'all we love y'all love so much. much love you so much bye bye